What's your lambing rate? Do you supplement your use? Hello and welcome to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ella Edwards and today we're talking about reproduction. So Professor Michael Friend is the principal researcher on a project that is looking into mineral supplementation for pregnant ewes at the Charles Sturt University. Still ongoing, the project is looking at metabolic disorders, calcium and magnesium deficiencies and lamb mortality. Now I don't have a science background so I won't go further and I'll let Michael explain. Here he is speaking with Emily and PhD student Farooq at Charles Sturt University. We're talking today about a project funded by Australian Wool Innovation which is looking at supplementing the diets of ewes around the time of lambing to improve lamb survival. Graham Centre Director Professor Michael Friend, first off, paint us a little bit of a picture about why lamb survival is an issue for wool growers when we're talking about what happens in the paddock. Well, obviously, any lamb loss reduces um, the producer's bottom line, and lamb mortality has been a, um, a pretty much a persistent problem over the last 100 years. That is, um, despite best management, we haven't seen uh, big improvements in lamb mortality over the last 100 years. We've seen some improvements in some areas, but it um, has been a persistent problem. And so the, the project really is about trying to investigate ways that we can improve lamb survival through fairly cost-effective um, supplementation options. Why did you decide to investigate supplementing the diet of these ewes? In this uh, particular project is looking at uh, mineral supplements, so in, speci- in, in particular calcium and, and magnesium supplements. Uh, and the reason we focused in on those is that they are both um, quite important in uh, muscle function and they are also important in um, maintaining energy metabolism. Uh, so we reasoned that they could play a role in uh, improving lamb survival. So we know when a ewe goes down with milk fever or hypocalcemia or when a ewe goes down with grass tetany or hypomagnesemia, the effects are very ob- obvious. But what we're more interested in is what we call subclinical effects. So there's no visual signs that the ewe is in trouble, but her magnesium and calcium levels are below requirement. And we reason that that could be contributing to lamb mortality. So in this type of a research project, you don't just launch in. What sort of investigation did you have to do to find out what we already knew about this issue? Yeah, so that's that's really important um, to understand what has been done in the past. So we conducted um, a comprehensive literature review, so that is reviewing what has been done in the past. And what that revealed is that there is some good information around clinical, uh, that is when you see a visual uh, sign of the effect of a calcium or magnesium deficiency. There's some good information around on that. What it also indicated was that there was enough reasoning to expect that a subclinical deficiency could impact on lamb survival. So what that review showed 
was that the links between um, calcium and muscle function, which could impact on the birthing process, uh, magnesium also and, and muscle function, but magnesium also in terms of calcium and, ma- and magnesium also in terms of uh, immunity of the newborn lamb and also the energy status of the ewe. So all these things could be contributing to issues that while you wouldn't see it in the ewe, around the time of lambing uh, could be contributing to birthing problems and also the viability of the of the newborn lamb. So we're speaking with Graham Centre Director Professor Michael Friend about research that's underway, funded by Australian Wool Innovation, looking at supplementing the diets of ewes around lambing time with the ultimate goal of improving lamb survivability. And you've outlined that your literature review showed strong indications that these two minerals magnesium and calcium play an important role but there's a gap in our information or knowledge about what happens when this is a subclinical effect what was the next step after finding that there was this knowledge gap so the next step was to really um, survey um, farms uh, to see what level of um, uh, subclinical deficiencies might exist. So in 2016, um, we sampled 15 flocks um, from across uh, southern Australia, so in New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, and Western Australia. So these were all predominantly twin-bearing um, merino ewes, and we sampled those flocks uh, both for uh, the, the, the levels of these minerals in the pasture, the levels of the minerals in the soil, And then once the animals had been grazing on them pre-lambing, we took blood and urine samples to look at um, indicators of the calcium and magnesium status of those ewes. What did you find? Yeah, so it was was interesting uh, when you looked at the pastures, and it's important to note that we only um, sampled flocks that were grazing pastures common to, um, uh, to sheep farms. We've done some work previously with grazing crops where we know there is more of an issue, but these were pastures that, you know, you wouldn't ordinarily think there would be a problem. And if you looked at the pastures, it would tell you that there wasn't much of a problem. So there wasn't really an indication um, on, on any of the farms that the level of calcium or magnesium in the pastures could be a problem. But when it came to the blood and urine parameters, in particular the urine uh, parameters, it indicated that a large number of the flocks, in fact the majority of the flocks, had calcium levels in their urine which would indicate that they were subclinically deficient. Magnesium wasn't such a problem but there was a significant number of ewes and we sampled on each of those farms, we sampled 15 ewes from each mob. Uh, A number of the ewes, at least 20% of the ewes in each flock, were uh, subclinically deficient in magnesium as well. So those results for you as a researcher pointed to a need for greater investigation of just how this was playing out. Yeah, absolutely. There was good information from our literature review that would indicate that there could be a problem, that it was reasonable there would be a problem. But then when we came to uh, sample the flocks, it certainly showed that despite the fact that the pastures were telling us that things were okay, something metabolically 
was happening in the ewes that would indicate particularly with calcium and to a lesser extent magnesium that there could be uh, subclinical deficiencies that could impact on Lampsavol. And interestingly, there was a strong or a reasonable association between phosphorus levels and lower calcium levels. So in farms that have been that had higher levels of phosphorus fertilization, there was an indication that there might be more of a problem, which again makes good um, biological sense. And there was quite a variation in um, lamb survival. And while it wasn't cut and dried, there was some indication that it could be related to um, the calcium and magnesium status of the use. And this is where PhD student Faru Ata'olahi's PhD research comes in. Can you explain to me basically what you're aiming to find out as part of your PhD? Calcium and magnesium are major minerals which have a vital um, role in um, a number of physiological processes in developing energy balance and also boosting immune system. Therefore, the role of uh, actually... Um, the aim of this PhD project is to evaluate the role of calcium and magnesium supplementation on um, immune profile, energy profile, and also a mineral profile of pregnant youth and their lambs. So as you said, they're important minerals, and your research is looking at understanding uh, the role and quantifying the role that they play. How did you go about investigating this? A series of um, experiments have been conducted, including a pilot trial, um, a pilot study, and it was um, followed by a study to um, address the gaps and also investigate on the role of these minerals. Three bearing use were used for this study, and they were allocated into four groups, control group, calcium group, and uh, magnesium group, and also calcium and magnesium group. Use in control group were fed with custom-made pellet uh, in which calcium and magnesium level um, were at recommended demands of um, lactating and pregnant use. Using calcium group were fed with custom-made pellet high in calcium, while magnesium group were fed with pellet high in magnesium. Using calcium and magnesium group were fed with uh, pellet high in both calcium and magnesium. Blood, urine, and milk samples from use and um, blood sample from lambs were collected and also a lamb weight gain of lambs um, was measured. Um, we set up CCTV cameras to evaluate the parturition behavior of uh, used during the, um, the parturition and also um, lamb we get after birth. So what did you find? The results showed that calcium and magnesium supplementation has beneficial effect on immune response and um, mineral and energy profile of both ewes and lambs. Um, ewes supplemented with calcium and magnesium regulated energy more efficiently than non-supplemented ewes, which has many implications in prevention of um, pregnancy toxemia and um, therefore um, improvement of um, reproductive performance of ewes. And also lambs uh, supplemented with uh, minerals had better weight gain at one month of age and they had a better ability to find against the pathogen compared to um, uh, non-supplemented lambs. Moreover, we observed that um, use underwent a period of um, immune suppression at the time of lambing, which is quite a um, common uh, phenomenon happening at parturition time. That's why use are more susceptible to preparturian disorders at this time. However, supplementation improved 
the immune system of the lambs at this time, which has definitely many implications on prevention of these um, preparturian disorders. Back to you, Professor Michael Friend, who Graham Centre Director. What's the significance of Farouk's PhD research when it comes to the bigger project and the next steps that you've taken? Yeah, well, Farouk's work really gave us some confidence that um, calcium and magnesium um, supplementation was having a metabolic effect on these late uh, pregnant ewes so that it was improving, if you like, the likely viability of the lambs. I mean, through because it was only a relatively small trial with uh, uh, 40-odd sheep in it, we never really expected to see any differences in lamb survival. And what we were really interested in to see uh, it was to see whether it was having an effect on metabolic function. And it clearly from Farouk's work it was. Uh, and, the, and that changing that uh, the metabolic status of the animals is, is likely to lead to some improvements in lamb survival. But what we really needed to do then was to uh, test it at scale. So from the 15 farms that we um, tested in or, or surveyed rather in in 2016 last year we um, selected five of them and uh, took 400 ewes from each farm and divided them into uh, four groups two groups were supplemented with calcium and magnesium and two groups were unsupplemented so we then repeated the protocol, that is we took samples of the feed, the pastures and took samples of the soil and then we took samples of blood and urine from the ewes and monitored the lamb survival in those treatments. Uh, so that's now being finished and we're analysing those, uh, those samples now. Uh, certainly there was variability again as you'd expect in uh, the calcium and magnesium levels in the pasture but we haven't yet got to the blood and urine samples to see what effect it's it's having. So you're up to analysing those results from those larger scale trials but looking at, at the big picture of, of the work that you've done to date what's the significance of this research project for wool growers? What um, the research to date has shown is that um, calcium and magnesium supplementation is likely to put the ewes into a better metabolic state. So one of the issues with um, lamb mortality is uh, that quite often those incidents are sporadic where you get peaks in lamb mortality or peaks in lamb deaths. Those uh, incidents are sporadic and may be um, triggered by a cascade of events. So the ewe might be uh, a little bit low on calcium, the weather conditions are cold, you'll get some ewes going down with um, a twin lamb disease, but what that indicates is that a majority of the other ewes that haven't gone down with twin lamb disease uh, are metabolically challenged. And that's when you often see spikes in, in lamb mortality. So even though we don't have the evidence yet, what our research shows is that even in flocks that you don't think there's any problems that in fact um, a large number of the ewes are deficient in calcium and a significant number are deficient in magnesium so it makes sense that um, calcium and magnesium supplementation provides a pretty cheap insurance against uh, things going wrong in those flocks the next stage is really to um, to be able to show it and that's what we're working on with the current data set to see 
you know, whether that calcium and magnesium can, supplementation can have a measurable impact on, on, on not only the metabolic status of the ewes, but um, you know, the, the end bottom line for farmers, and that is improved lamb survival. It's not just the survival of your ewes and your lambs. It's also looking at the productivity of those ewes going forward and indeed potentially uh, more productive lambs as well. Yeah, that's that's right. So Farouk's work um, showed that supplementation improved uh, lamb growth rates, and and we've seen that in other experiments on on grazing crops on on winter wheats, where supplementation improved lamb growth. So even if it didn't affect lamb survival, um, it can have some positive impacts on the on the lamb growth rate. Now in in dairy cattle, we know that calcium and magnesium supplementation can improve um, the subsequent. Uh, or, or managing that calcium and magnesium status of the of the cows can um, have a significant impact on the um, on the subsequent lactation and the cow's ability to bounce back after after calving. So it makes sense that um, uh, calcium and magnesium supplements will ha- or supplementation will have a similar effect in sheep. That is, it may well improve milk yield, which is why we've seen some differences in lamb growth rate, and it might. Uh, yeah, improve the ability of you to sort of bounce back after after lambing. So your top tips for wool growers from what we know already? Top tips really are um, that if you're concerned about the calcium and magnesium status of your lambing use, offer some calcium and magnesium supplement. Now, the cheapest form is usually a loose lick of the lime and cosmag, or uh, which is a, a magnesium oxide supplement, and uh, usually add some salt with that too, because it improves not only uh, the uptake of the magnesium, but it improves the the palatability of it to the um, to the sheep, so they'll they'll go for it more readily. So if you're concerned, that's a very cheap um, supplement option. I, I'd recommend doing that because we know it has some production benefits. And the evidence is mounting that it is likely to have, uh, particularly in, in, in some cases, a significant impact on lamb survival. And Professor Michael Friend, in summary, what further information do we need to know from this next phase of research? So we'd really like to prove conclusively that calcium and magnesium supplementation impacts on lamb survival, because not only is that an economic concern but it's a it's a welfare concern but of course that's going to be variable depending on the individual farm situation as to whether you see an effect Um, so but that's really the next thing we would like to show we know that there's good reasons and rational reasons why calcium and magnesium supplementation should improve lamb survival but we'd like to prove it so that we can uh, demonstrate conclusively that it's uh, economically uh, sensible to um, be offering some supplement to those ewes. So that was Professor Michael Friend and PhD student Faru Atalahi speaking with Emily Malone at Charles Sturt University. This project is one of many reproduction projects that AWI funds and over the coming weeks we hope to showcase more. I'm Ella Edwards and you're listening to The Yarn. Remember, we have an Instagram account at Beyond the Bale, a Twitter account at Wool Innovation, and if you have any feedback, please send an email to theyarn at wool.com.